0: Of course, I guess, I guess he has no problem with hitting things, huh?
1: Well, he didn't hit that guy.
0: That's not what I was talking about. The Georgia Virtue presents the Let Me Tell You Why You're Wrong podcast. This is episode 219. This week, we have throwing money down the Ukrainian drain, the gubernatorial primary, a lawmaker's wife goes scorched earth, suing over the flag, and statues. I'm Dave Roberts. With me is my partner in endeavor, writer, journalist, owner of the GeorgiaVirtue.com, dog mom, Jessica Szilagyi.
1: Hello, hello, hello.
0: How was your week? Oh, it
1: was fine. It was hot, hot. Amen, like, sister. So hot. It was ninety six down here on Thursday uh, and Friday. Oh, I love it. You love it because it spells money.
0: It does. Although my labor situation got worse. One of my uh, install leads fell off a ladder and broke his wrist and elbow. Not on my job. And know that's really to
1: say what. <laughs> no, not on my
0: job. He's a he's a he's a subcontractor. That's good. We have to move pieces around. I we mean, have to stay in business. I mean, it's horrible. I feel bad for him because it's a horrible time if you're in the air conditioning business to not be working for the next few months because he had to have surgery to put plates in and all that stuff. Ugh. So yeah, it's not. It's not like he works in an office. And as the show drops, I'm going for a colonoscopy.
1: Well, that's terrible.
0: Yeah. So my weekend was awesome
1: yeah that's a bummer the pre- man
0: it sure beats colon cancer
1: it no kidding <laughs> but still that sucks
0: well i purposely scheduled it on a monday because i can move schedules around and and uh have the worst part of the prep work done on a sunday when, when you know i'm not uh, not out and about in the community. Right. So woo, getting old.
1: <clears throat> <clears throat> Lucky so you.
0: speaking of crappy things, we got forty billion for Ukraine. This is the amazing. vote was eighty six to eleven with Republicans casting all the no votes.
1: Yeah, the coalition was led by Rand Paul, of course. Which, I mean, you don't have to even, like, open articles to know that that's who, you know, opposed it.
0: (coughs) And, of um, course, he put put the brakes on it. They tried to fast-track it through.
1: Yeah, and my favorite thing about, like, all the content is how all the media outlets, like CNN, Washington Post, all of them are, like, talking about how, you know, they really wanted to get this done quickly because it had already passed the House, and then – Rand Paul objected and quote dragged it out or dragged out the process over a dispute about oversight of the spending like as if like how dare he slow this train down because of money
0: 40 billion to another sovereign country Now look I'm not saying that I don't have I certainly feel for the people of Ukraine that are, that are that are caught in this Certainly, you know there are lots of charity drives going around. Some are collecting boots, especially especially for you know people who have work boots or have you know leftover military boots and stuff like that to send. Uh, so I certainly feel for the people. I, it's not we our don't, problem, right? We also don't know who the bad guys are and who the good guys are. If they're already good guys, we're being fed information. From from Ukrainians, it's just the way it is. Whenever time you see a bombed out building, you know they say this is this was a civilian target. Well, we don't know that. We only see the aftermath. We don't know if there was an uh, anti tank missile being fired from there. We don't know if they had anti aircraft guns on top of this building, which m- makes it a military target. We don't know, I, and I'm not saying it is. We don't know, but to just to start writing blank checks to. To Ukraine, is insane.
1: It's nuts, and that's not a little bit of money.
0: Lord, no, it's not.
1: But nobody cares.
0: Because it's not real.
1: Yeah. Because it's mean, not real to them. Mean, meanwhile, how how is it not real though? I mean, we're sitting here with record inflation; nobody can afford.
0: Right, but is but to the people in the halls of Congress, is not real. To the president, it's not real. You just, as, as Rand Paul pointed out, borrow more money from China. Throw Just pull money out of the thin air, borrow from China, and send it somewhere else. And, and meanwhile, we have record inflation. Speaking of, I heard a, I was watching Varney and uh, had a restaurant owner from Mississippi on. And Varney asked him, What does a plate of 15 wings cost now? You, don't, you have an idea what 15 wings in this place cost now? 27
1: $27.99. Oh, my God.
0: Almost $2 a wing.
1: That's insane.
0: It is insane, but it's covering, it's covering his costs. You know, he's, he's trying to stay in business. I know my equipment prices are up a third, uh, almost, uh, well, it's almost doubled. So it's, Almost up two thirds right now, and by the time summer's over, the equipment in my industry will be up double where it was a year ago. Yeah, you know, we don't. You know when they when they take inflation numbers, they also delete out fuel and uh, and food, which are the two things that you have to have. But anyway,
1: it. Uh, I just don't understand how anybody can. I mean, eighty six is a lot of people. I don't. Do you know eighty-six people who would just be on board with this when we have all the issues going on here? I'm not like, is this, is this what the American people want? Do they want to send forty billion dollars there?
0: The American people are being snowed. Uh, Ukraine is running a brilliant psychological operation. I see people, even in my community, I, th- I see Ukrainian flags hanging outside of people's houses. I see people walking around with Ukrainian lapel pins. All this stuff. It's a, it's a war we're not involved in, need not be involved in, not contractually obligated to be involved in. And yes, the, the, the pictures coming out are horrifying. The, the refugee crisis, horrifying. That's, it's, it, it's not our business. Now, if, if you want to sell Ukraine some weapons so they can defend themselves, that's a different story. But this is not so I mean, selling. do they this... not
1: have any money?
0: Oh, they're very, very poor. I think they're the poorest country in Europe.
1: I I mean I was asking from the standpoint of are we the only person are the only country giving them money?
0: I don't know. I'm I'm sure other countries are, but we're always the the uh big wad. We're always the one pulling reaching into our pocket for the for the money clip and giving giving countries aid.
1: Yeah, we just print it. Right. And then we pay the well, price,
0: right? And and the rest of the world, when we collapse, will be like, huh? Well, sort of like when you're if a, a sugar daddy a sugar mama finally leaves you, are like, well, it was fun while it lasted. Let me move on. Yeah, I'm to be in the, the world's sugar daddy.
1: It's just alarming because you know we we have i am not for hands outs and and things of like that nature at all but like we got needs here we have 40 billion dollars worth of needs here i can assure you if we're just going to hand it out and we have humanitarian crisis here sure we have americans that are hurting we have veterans that don't have care we have seniors who worry about you know i mean like if you want to if you want to get into the heartstring stuff we've got it here
0: We've got parents who can't buy formula on the free market. Hmm. Screw handouts. They can't even go and buy it. Right. So it's, in Ukraine is corrupt and has been corrupt for a long time. And we know there were some business dealings with, with the Bidens in Ukraine. And I'm not saying that you can, you can draw direct lines to it, but coincidental. As the primary election approaches, well, tomorrow as the show drops, Kemp is obliterating Purdue in the polls.
1: I um i I just swear I hope I pray I hope every like I hope it is this big of a a lead on election night because Purdue never should have won. this was a complete waste of time, and I hope that this poll. I hope the 32 point lead that Kemp has holds.
0: He's running a crap race. As somebody who's supposed to be a seasoned uh, politician, his race has been horrible. He has one thing he'd cling on to, Trump. Yeah. And in that same election that Trump, uh, Trump lost, he also lost a statewide race. To possibly the least masculine person in the Senate, Dave. Hmm.
1: His masculinity <laughs> wasn't on the ballot.
0: Yeah, it should have been.
1: Mm-hmm. But what was what was mind blowing to me with the Kemp-Purdue poll, which was done by Fox News, was that Purdue's, um. Support has dwindled since March. I mean, I, I'm not surprised. I just can't believe that it was as much as it was.
0: Well, his money's running out, mm-hmm. and that's there. There were reports all over the place that he's out of money. He's down below a million in his coffers. Now he's worth fifty million, mm-hmm. but rumors but isn't are that
1: a testament to him not really caring about this. Like, did he do this because Trump wanted him to?
0: I don't know. I know the big donors haven't haven't kicked in. Uh, a lot of the big donors have either given to Kemp because overwhelmingly donors go to the incumbent, or they're stepping back for, for the primary and staying out of it. Kemp has something like ten million, I think in his coffers the la- last I checked.
1: yeah well, so he's got he a long yeah, way to go.
0: he does have a long way to go, but he's got ten times what Purdue has. And he's able to get his message out. And all Purdue has, especially after endorsing Kemp last time, all Purdue has is this obscure theory that Kemp should have called a special session and thrown out the vote results and had the legislature uh, pick the electors. And even if he did that, even if Georgia did that, which would be a a goat rodeo. We would still have the same president because Georgia was enough to swing the country. So I don't even know where he's going with this, but I, I know Purdue's out of money. He uh, advanced himself 500,000 to his campaign, but he's not touching the other, the other 50 million. Maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe he's like, ah, well, It's not going my way.
1: Well, and I just think it was telling that, you know, they said that 60% of GOP voters prefer Kemp compared to 28% who um, prefer Purdue. And that was on, I think, the second week of May. And then they compared it to March, which they said 50% of voters said they preferred Kemp, while 39% wanted Purdue so I mean Kemp has gone up and Purdue's gone Kemp went, Kemp went up 10% and Purdue went down 11 that's bad yeah
0: and I I don't think the former president's coattails are as broad as he thinks they are
1: it's much different than 2020 where his endorsements 2018 and 2020 where his endorsements propelled someone across the finish line I mean they're just it's going to be really interesting to see how the Trump endorsement and backing. I mean, we we pretty much know it's going to put Herschel over the the line, but like yeah, Jody he's Herschel Heiss, Dan Walker, right? But um, Jody Heise and our insurance commissioner that has that backing, like or not inter- not current com- insurance commissioner, but candidate running. I mean, it's just it's going to be really interesting to see if Georgia is the outlier or if we follow this trend across the country where, because mine has really nothing to do with my opinion of Trump other than you're not, you don't live in Georgia. So don't, so stay out of our stuff. Like I didn't, I mean, I'm glad he endorsed Kemp back in 18, because I do think that, I mean, the polls showed that that was the turning point against Cagle, but should he have? Probably not. I mean,
0: well, you, you see, up in up in Pennsylvania, you've got uh, Doctor Oz, who it, it, it's, they're going to go into a recount, uh, most likely. But he was Trump endorsed, and he's a TV personality, and he's in a recount. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you couldn't, you really couldn't pick two better things to have to right. to kind of glide into a uh, a statewide popularity contest. And I don't. I, I don't think, I don't think Purdue's likable.
1: Uh, I don't care how no. much denim,
0: I don't care how much denim he wears.
1: That makes him less likable.
0: It does. It does. Like, you know, you're, you're a real cowboy, sir. You're a real cowboy. Yeah. Uh, maybe if he found some denim boots and a, and a denim cowboy hat to go with it, just go ahead and complete the, the Canadian tuxedo. <clears throat> yeah. He's, he's just not likable. No. He, he's he's aloof, and he, he, as you've pointed out before, he did not work his campaign for Senate. He thought he was going to walk into it. And just like, I think he thought with Trump's endorsement, he was going to walk into this, and the donations would roll in, and they just haven't. Um, so maybe he's just a lazy politician.
1: I will say it was interesting to me that, that this was that Fox News poll that I talked about, the the more recent one. It had Candace Taylor at 6% and then, you know, that Katherine Davis person at 1% or and th- only 3% were undecided. But what was also most surprising to me was that um, Herschel was polling at 58%, um, which means Kemp was higher than Herschel. I, I, I thought that was interesting. I mean, I'm not... Yeah. I'm not a fan of Herschel running because we don't know a single thing. We have not heard anything he stands for. Um, not, I mean he he's a, avoided all the debates. He's not done anything. He's not sending out mailers. He's not. I mean, he hasn't had a platform.
0: Well, I've seen some mailers for him. Uh, they they don't make it in the house. I throw all my political mailers in the trash can before I walk in the house. Me too, but um, and I've seen some ads for Herschel, and this money's being spent, but all we get out of out of his camp are platitudes, mm-hmm. conservative, Trump backed, right?
1: That's you know, not no a platform.
0: I understand, but he doesn't. And I, well, and I was talking to I was talking to somebody the other day at a, at, a, at a first responders thing, and we were just talking. We we're talking about Herschel. I said, "Look, this is this is not Herschel's arena." It doesn't doesn't mean he's dumb, but he kind of got thrown into this thing as a novice into a statewide race. He's ill prepared. He can't debate Warnock. Warnock speaks for a living. You know, Herschel could no, no more beat me in a debate than I than I could beat Tyson in the ring, because it's not my arena. So, speaking of the upcoming primary, we have Amy Kelly, Trey Kelly's estranged wife, going scorched earth on him.
1: Yeah, buddy. She friggin... I heard about this. I can't remember if we talked about it on the show or not, that she endorsed her opponent, or his opponent. Did we talk about that? I don't know. Um. I can't, you know, so much has happened and there's so much going on right now. I just, I don't even know. But I remember knowing that, um, you know, she got the, that she sent out a letter and I tried to locate it initially and couldn't. And you found it and wow.
0: Yeah, it was, uh, you yeah, know, I'm going to do excerpts from, from it because it's, it's yeah, long. Wow. As most are aware, I filed for divorce in May of 2021 due to discovering Trey having another sexual affair with a Capitol staffer. The first affair being a lobbyist shortly after he was elected. Jobs have been lost, marriages have been ended, and Georgia General Assembly ethics rules have been violated. I forgave him for the first affair because I truly believe that making mistakes and learning from them is one thing, but continuing that lifestyle is another
1: you better go on but to the next wait, paragraph. That's the, there's that's more. The, yeah.
0: It goes way beyond just affairs. Behind closed doors, I have experienced narcissistic abuse, abandonment, double life, secret bank accounts, chronic drinking slash partying, evil behavior, betrayals, etc. Which has sadly led to the end of our marriage. During these hard times, I reached out to Trey's parents, Doyle and Laura Kelly, along with his boss and wife. Bill and Catherine Lundy for guidance and help. These efforts have been ignored as if nothing ever happened or none of it matters because Trey has just continued on his path of self-destruction and I haven't heard from any of them since.
1: I mean, she didn't just, you know that song, um, (laughs) A-B-C-D-E-F-U?
0: No, but I like it.
1: Um... Well, you need to look it up after this, but it's like f you and your mom and your sister and your dog, or everybody but your dog. Like literally, she is taking down Trey and everybody along the way. Like,
0: oh yeah, I mean, look, I've, I've bumped into Trey. He, he he has he doesn't like me at all. And look, this is between no him kidding. and his wife.
1: Why? Why doesn't he <laughs> like you, Dave? Why don't you <laughs> share with people why he doesn't like you? <laughs>
0: Because I had a meme created. It had Trey put this picture out of him with like these signs that say Trey Kelly and Trump on him, and he's standing smiling, and I had a meme created of a bicycler down uh, laying behind him, laying in a ditch behind him.
1: Yeah, it was a bit Savage.
0: <laughs> a bit crass.
1: No. It was but- appropriate.
0: But, you know, I, I would much rather people be angry with Trey about that than what's going on with his wife. But if it sends him home, sends him packing, fine. This is the first time he's actually had a a legitimate uh, contender against him, I think. At least since he's been the majority. With.
1: Leaders at the Capitol have lost all respect for Trey. He put the Republican leaders in a no-win situation last summer, and despite how he has tried to spin it, he wasn't given a choice about what was referred to as his decision to step down from the powerful powerful position as majority whip to dedicate more time to his professional and personal life. While Republican leaders have shown forgiveness for past discretions, or indiscretion, excuse me. Um, Trey has continued to disrespect, lie, and go behind their backs time and time again. He can't be trusted and is no longer a little legitimate voice to be heard. I've seen it happen to several representatives. He has put himself, our community, and state up for risk for embarrassment as well. People in our community and the Capitol have told me how Trey is mentally checked out and not the person they have known for years. They are equally worried about him and upset with him. Many of our citizens have reached out to Trey, and they never received any response or help after directly contacting him, and many co-workers and assistants have left working for him because they don't want to be associated with him and his behavior. (laughs)
0: oh man like like this uh this came to me and was shared a bunch of uh, uh a bunch of my friends then we're all ha- uh married guys we're all like whoa, 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 yeah and, and i and i showed it to connie and she's like well and, she, and she's like you got to put this one on the show this has to go on the show <laughs> Um, I, I told her I was going to put in my closing thoughts. She's like, no, 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 it, it needs more covers than that.
1: Oh, yeah, no. I mean, you, we, like, we're like we going paragraph by paragraph because holy – I mean, you know, she, she said, like, I'm going on with my life and there's no changing it and that's sad or whatever. But she's like, what is bothersome, though, is how Trey continues to play the dedicated family slash married card on social media – Website and mailers, so as to not disrupt what he thinks people believe about his character. It's total deception for Trey to portray his this fake persona to the public when he is clearly going through a divorce, in other relationship, plural, and is no longer hi- holding the powerful position as majority whip. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and then. You
0: know, yeah. She's no shrinking violet. She's not going to stand by her uh, by her man, hold his hand in front of a press conference. Everything else, no. She is burn it down.
1: And then, and then, like, listen to this though. When she, you know, she talked about how people have like questioned her motives, and you know, like they said it's classless. And she said, my only advice to them would be that I hope that any woman in a similar circumstance would be able to find the strength to say enough, which I do agree with. I mean, the girl has put up with a ton since Shrey got elected because he fooled around that lobbyist, like, immediately upon being sworn in. Like, it was right away. So, I mean, basically their entire marriage. But um, as the letter starts wrapping up, she says, you know, we all, like – This is heartbreaking to share all these details because I did love him. My family loved him. We all showed forgiveness and grace and, um, like, have tried to weather these storms and everything. And then she says, like, we, you know, we were planning on building our dream home. We also put off having children since our original plan back in 2013 to focus on all of Trey's endeavors and finally started getting serious again in 2020. I wanted to give you a brief overview of what has been happening behind closed doors. It is not good at all. It is very devastating. People deserve to know the truth. I hope he gets the help he desperately needs. Sincerely, Amy Kelly.
0: And puts her phone number down. Yeah. And But that,
1: that part about, like, seven years, basically, of, like... Putting stuff aside so that he could be an elected official and put his, you know, priorities first, um, only for him to be, like, an ungrateful schmuck. That's going to take a lot of people off.
0: Oh, yeah. I just, I hope it went out within his district. I'm not in his district. He does have a little piece of Paulding County now. Um. but uh, it did, it, it, you know. I I never saw it. I never saw it until somebody sent it to me and said he he couldn't confirm it was actually from Amy Kelly. So I went out and searched and, fa- and found a a new source that said she confirmed that she wrote the letter.
1: Oh or, yeah, or else we, she she's we, owned We, we it wouldn't big run time. with it, right? Well, yeah. I mean, also this the letter went out like back in early April, like well before early voting started. So I feel like we would have heard, it would have been a scandal if you know. Well
0: it should have been more of a scandal it should have been more on the news that this, it would that have, this was well, out. I, ag-
1: I agree, but it would have been more a scandal if they like falsely used her name and put her number out there and she didn't write the letter, you know?
0: Well yeah, I think that she um, sent didn't send this out in a mailer, it went out to
1: No, she uh, sent it out in a in the mail.
0: No, it went out in the mail, but she mailed it to donors and and people like that. I'm not sure that it went out in a mass. Oh, it did. Oh, did it?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Like, folded in in an envelope with the voters' Uh names on it.
0: Well, I tell you- one of the things that would, that would disqualify him for for me is I, I saw a picture of him holding an AR-15. It doesn't have a back. He doesn't have a rear sight on it. <laughs> How well, the hell are you going to hit anything with no rear sight? Of course, just, I guess I guess he has no problem with hitting things, huh?
1: Well, he didn't hit that guy.
0: That's was, not what I was talking about.
1: I know you're talking about tapping stuff. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know.
0: This is a good time to remind you that these are our opinions and not those of anyone not on the show or any respective company for which we may work, own, or otherwise associate ourselves with on a regular or irregular basis. Also, you can find other episodes and relevant stories over the GeorgiaVirtue.com. Kind of had a break in an odd place there, like William Shatner. uh uh-huh. Georgian st- students sue over blocked protest against the rebel flag.
1: We talked about this story, remember? Oh, yeah. Um. And they, so in their lawsuit, they've gone, so this is the one in Coosa, um, up in northwest Georgia at Coosa High School. I think, is that Gordon? No, Floyd County. I couldn't remember. It yeah, it's, Floyd, Ro- Floyd. it's Rome area. Yeah. Yeah. But um, several black students were suspended for trying to protest Confederate flag displays. um. Their school, and so now they filed a federal lawsuit against the school district and the Board of Education, accusing them of allowing an extensive pattern of racism, including quote, overt bigotry and animosity by some white students and teachers against African American students. Um, and if you recall, this is that well, there were a lot of things, wasn't it homecoming week?
0: Yeah, there was, there was a there was wasn't it a walkout?
1: Maybe. But there was some sort of, like, the initial um, Confederate part was part of a theme of some sort. Students are banned from wearing Black Lives Matter shirts, but Confederate flag apparel is acceptable. That's what it was.
0: Yeah, and and I I get that the uh, dress code should probably be updated with that. If, if you're gonna if you're gonna ban one type of political speech, you need to ban another. I d- I don't know. I I don't know where this rises to a lawsuit. And I don't know where they can show that the students were harmed. How they're due compensation for it?
1: I mean, so their their argument is that um, there's been an extensive pattern of racism, and they've allowed students to do a lot of stuff, including this is what really got me. Um, white students reenacting the m- murder of George Floyd and posting it on social media. Well, I mean, unless they posted it from a school computer. Um,
0: or on school grounds.
1: Yeah, yeah, I guess. I mean, but even that is like a, I mean, we know that cell phone use at a school is out of control, so.
0: Right, I, and I and I I don't have the context for it because I haven't seen the reenactment. I don't even like reenactments when it's done by like higher dollar TV shows, you know, like Lifetime Murder Porn and stuff like that. It's all really bad actors, you know, and see can be even worse than my high school students. But if it's done off campus, there's nothing the school can do. Especially, you know, if if it's not, it'd be one thing if they did it for a filmmaking class and they decide that's what that's what we're going to do. That'd be that'd be, uh, that'd, be uh, uh, that'd be different, but how the hell is school is responsible for what kids do off campus? I have no idea.
1: Well, and you know it was like so they they're mad about the Black Lives Matters, and they walked out or the the T shirts, and they walked out and and everything. But the pattern, like I said, about they said that it's like viewpoint discrimination in, in the dress code. And their disciplinary policies um, and that there's not a consistent application. I mean, to me, the number one thing that's going to get them is like, has there been an, a consistent administration or, or teachers right. who have done this? Because, you know, if if four different teachers have handled things, well, yeah, I mean... And then, like, one of the ladies was talking about how she was pulled over by a police officer after picking up her suspended children and then detained until school officers um, presented her with a letter threatening criminal trespass charges if she was found on school grounds again. I mean, like, I mean, we're not getting the whole story because we weren't there. Like, you don't even put the full story in a lawsuit. That that doesn't happen.
0: Well, that's, that's kind of what I'm saying is. We don't know when they say, "Well, the justice was this person got suspended for two days for the same offense." This person got uh, an in-school suspension. Well, what's the track record? And you you look at that when when you go to court. If you're a three-time loser, you get more time than a first offender. That's that. That's just the way discipline works. The first time a kid uh, steps out of line, it's detention if they say well the person this person did the same thing and they were suspended well this is the 10th time they've st- stepped out of line this semester and that's why the, so it's going to be it's going to be hard to demonstrate disparate treatment because everybody's disciplinary file is different
1: right i did laugh considerably at the closing paragraph of this associated press article because you know they did the whole like Cusa High is in Rome, near the heart of Northwest Georgia, in the 14th congressional district, which sent Marjorie Taylor Greene to Congress. I mean, how is that relevant at all? I mean, because they go on to say, 10 percent of the school, school's 800 students are black, 58 um, percent are white, and 26 percent are Hispanic, and the others are multiracial. But, like where does Marjorie fall into this? we can blame her for a lot, and I understand they're talking about like the people and everything but is is Marjorie racist? I haven't heard that are we are we just saying oh, then- the fourteenth is like nuts in general Thanks <laughs> no problem thanks you're welcome
0: uh it it is a bit nuts uh i i th- i thought that was that was a little gratuitous shot at 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 Margie green. Um and look I, there's a lot of things that that she does that that I don't like that that embarrass me uh but it, it does seem like a like a unneeded shot across her bow for no reason, and they're probably hoping that she's gonna respond to it because that would just make their day if if green g- goes on goes on TikTok or what, whatever, YouTube, or gets on Fox News somehow again and starts losing her stuff over this article that puts groups her in with this idea that, that the, the school was racist. Or, I mean, is, that, is she going to be called as a witness?
1: She's probably hoping not after the last time. I mean, she's been in court most of April and May because of her candidacy challenges.
0: Well, <laughs> sticking with the theme... Georgia Supreme Court takes up right to sue over removal of Confederate monuments.
1: I do want to say Josh McLaurin called this story like it was nobody's business when he was in the well when this bill was up. You know this was a Jeff Mullis bill um, from the Senate, but I remember because I shared the clip of him speaking from the well, and you know he's a he's a um, a Democrat, but. I don't think this is – you know, a lot of the Democrat reps had gotten up there and said stuff that was racial – like this was all racially motivated and they were, it was very emotional arguments and then, you know, the Republicans got up there and professed all the nonsense about – everything being under attack and, and I'm not saying nonsense in the sense that it's not true. I'm saying nonsense in the sense of like, it was a talking point. That's it. That, and it was a popular thing to do at the time. But, um, I really respected Josh McLaurin because he got up there and was just talking about how litigious this would be because it's like, you know, if, if they take down a statute from the Paulding County Courthouse, I can sue over it. And, or if, or if, if somebody damages it, I can sue. Like what, what, what am I owed?
0: And that's, and that's what the, the lower court first said was Mm -hmm. that since you can't say you're harmed, you can't collect damages.
1: Which is, I mean, correct. But, and then I thought it was interesting saying, um, Kyle King from the Southern or um, excuse me, the Sons of Confederate veterans. They're one of the ones in the lawsuit. Um, he cited the open meetings law about this saying that government entities are can be sued even if a citizen does not like they don't have to prove that they've suffered any direct harm. Um, the difference here is that Like, government operating in secret is harmful, so, and it's a violation of the law, so you're suing them to force them to comply with the law or to be sanctioned. Um, Right.
0: It's not not, quite the same. Yeah, you're not suing for damages.
1: Right. I mean, you're suing to make them
0: open open up their meetings.
1: You are entitled to nothing, actually, other than, I mean, if you were to be successful, I'm sure that there's nothing prohibiting you being awarded attorney's fees but that doesn't go to you um and i think that's reasonable like <laughs> if you violate the law why should i have to pay to force you to do it to to comply so i mean but it's not the same thing that's a totally bogus i don't even know why he said that but
0: i don't know i, I don't know it if he's grasping at straws if he if, And maybe their motivation is not to sue for money, but to sue to have the monuments put back in place.
1: Well, I'm sure. But, like, I I mean, harm does not necessarily mean damages, but I don't know. Like, just to equate government operating in secrecy to removing something that you feel is imperative to be on – State or county property. I just I struggle to see the. I
0: I, I think it's silly. Uh, the th- removing them, uh, trying to erase history and all that stuff. I, I think is is short sighted. Now, if the I think there was a couple places that ha- are moving them to museums,
1: <clears throat> right?
0: And that and, and that's obviously a better option than having crowds try to pull it down with a, with a truck. But so, so the Supreme, the Georgia Supreme court got to hear this one.
1: Well, right. Cause I mean, like you said, the lower court, the court of appeals, the state court of appeals said that they didn't have any standing because it was the sons of Confederate veterans that were suing Henry in Newton counties, Um, but the members couldn't show that removing the monuments harmed them directly. Um, But, I mean, that's what the law said they could do. So, I mean, I understand, like, our question now is going to be whether or not the law is constitutional, but right, how do you say I, I mean I don't agree with the law and I don't agree that I, I don't agree with what we're doing here, but like how do you how do you say it's not I guess like
0: I, I don't see how where it violates the Constitution the the really the, the, in the the ability to sue doesn't mean the ability to win so these well, groups and- may may spend a, a bunch of their money. And and these these municipalities may spend a bunch of money, go into court, and then find out that they absolutely had a right on their own county property to decide what monuments are up on their own county property.
1: Yeah, so. and I mean I think it's also ridiculous. I mean the courts have, in a lot of capacities, said that like being a citizen of a certain area does not isn't what's required either i mean you don't have to be a citizen to speak at a public meeting you don't have to be a citizen to sue the mayor of savannah um (laughs)
0: and
1: and win win. (laughs) 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 um yeah but you know i don't know i i'm i'm conflicted on this really
0: well i am too but i don't i don't
1: but i don't think it's a right they said that you know plaintiffs seeking a civil penalty and to enforce a public right is where they're going with this. And I don't, I don't agree with that either, but
0: I I don't know what public right they're being denied. Uh, do they get their day in court or should they get their day in court? Fine. Are, are they going to win? I don't see how they can through a lawsuit force a municipality to keep a, uh, a memorial up now it's again if this was private property and you have a a giant statue of robert e lee on private property nothing they can do and if the, and if the county tells you to take it down then you can sue them but to tell the tell the public entity what it can do with public land or public properties it's it's, it's gonna be a tough one But I, mean, I don't i i don't i don't see the 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 line he's drawing to the Georgia Open Meetings Act, I, I just, I just don't, and I don't think they have leg to stand on. Doesn't mean that they don't, they're not due their day in court. So the uh, Supreme Court may say you may sue. Then it goes back down to lower court, and th- they may very well lose after yeah. spending all this time and effort to do this to lose. And if they do lose, you know, hell, reimburse the county for their county attorney or whoever they hire.
1: Well, and. So the one of the articles was in the Noonan Times Herald, and I just it just kills me. I'm I mean I'm sure I write things sometimes and people cringe, but like this article closes and is like you know this is was part of a national trend to remove statues that honor the Confederacy and Confederate leaders during a summer of street protests following the murder of George Floyd. Um, I mean it implies that like George Floyd was murdered by the confederates <laughs> like, i just i don't understand why everything has to be tied into everything else like can't you just write about the freaking issue why do you have to bring up other stuff just like the marjorie thing like leave it alone
0: common theme leave it alone what well, has nothing to do with anything <clears throat> yes it came about during the protest and uh, monuments were destroyed And if these municipalities can stand up and say, we really were not removing them for any altruistic reason, but we don't want to incur the cost of how to repair the damn things every time some, you know, dipstick comes along and tries to yank it off its its, its pedestal. I mean, also
1: what happened that summer was Rayshard Brooks snatched Garrett Rolfe's taser and ran away with it and they shot him. Like, I mean, do you, like, what, okay. I just – they just put everything in there to be inflammatory and it's Why did they mention
0: COVID? Because that was the same year that COVID was around.
1: Because the reason they didn't mention COVID is because if you put (laughs) – if you write COVID in an article and then you post that article on Facebook, Facebook automatically suppresses it because it might be false information and their little AI stuff. Um, Because I wrote – this, like, 3,000-word article about something with the Department of Corrections and sitting in court all day busted my tail to get it done. And I mentioned that there was a judicial backlog due to COVID, and the entire thing got flagged, and I was livid.
0: That you were. Yeah.
1: So, all right, don't real, say COVID on Facebook.
0: Do you have any predictions for tomorrow?
1: Well, I kind of already touched on it. I mean, I think Herschel's going to win. If we're it's... Not- if it's him and Gary Black, maybe in a in a runoff, maybe.
0: Yeah. I ran into Gary the uh the other day. He, he didn't come over and talk to me. I don't know That's if we talked lucky. about it on the show or not.
1: That's lucky. I'm glad he didn't.
0: It's lucky for what, lucky for him? I didn't well, mention I didn't mention him. Him and his who is, trademarked onions. <laughs> you can't mention who my podcast partner is.
1: Oh he Bernard would, Jones. He's not gonna win. Vernon Jones is not gonna win. If if he wins, then I will <sighs> cry because what the hell. Get get I a mean, new
0: driver's license photo? No. <laughs> that's not even on the table.
1: I'm not that's not even funny. Um, <laughs> that's not even funny. That is a great picture. Like I'm serious. Um Vernon Jones, he's not gonna win. He's a clown.
0: He uh, posted something last week, and you know I, I follow his page. Uh, posted something last week about fighting for election integrity, and I just had to, I had to be that guy. Like elections are a state issue. You were a state legislator and did nothing about it.
1: Okay, well, I mean that's about the same. And I am no Jody Heiss fan. I think Jody Heiss is. <clears throat> About as good as headlights if we're trying to rhyme here. But Jody or er, Brad Raffensperger has these, all these ads running against Jody Heiss about how he was a, a national leader and he's, you know, in DC and he did nothing to secure our elections. Okay. Well, first of all, what was he supposed to do? Second of all, I thought we had the securest elections ever. Right. So why would he right. need to do anything? Like,
0: Do you think Candace Taylor breaks ten percent? No, me neither.
1: I mean, the fact that some that a Fox News poll pulled her at six percent, I think, is wow worthy. Um, But no, she's not. There's no way she gets ten percent. I'm sorry. If Kemp is polling at sixty, I mean.
0: You think Raffensperger uh, trounces heist and it's over by by 9 o'clock?
1: Oh, I don't think... I'm not betting on Raffensperger winning. No? No, are you?
0: I'm not voting for him.
1: Well, I I was against him before it was cool, so... (laughs)
0: We we all were. I was against him the first time I saw he was paying people to put his signs in their yards.
1: Yeah, I mean he hasn't really done anything worth, he, he's never earned my vote, most importantly, but he hasn't, he certainly hasn't done anything. There are people who say they respect him because they feel like he stood up to Trump. And I mean, sure, that's commendable. But I mean, like, if if first of all, he did what the law said he had to do. I mean, I, I, and I mean on election day and counting, I do not mean sending out absentee ballot applications and the drop box. I don't agree with any of that stuff. So I do not mean that at all. Um, But like in terms of counting votes and everything and, and the way, and we talked about how, you know, they had equipment floating around all over the state and didn't inventory it right. And, I mean, there were some things he did a terrible job on, but like, as far as quote, standing up to Trump, like he just did what he was obligated to do.
0: Right. At that and point. look, I, <clears throat> I saw some interviews with, with people coming out of early voting saying that I'm a Trump person, but, uh, Refsberger did what he was supposed to, what he had to do. I don't think Heiss has really hammered him on the absentee in the, uh, in the drop boxes. And I, I've heard him talk about uh, vote harvesting and stuff, but I haven't really haven't seen him hammer Raffensperger the way he should. And that eye has a really, really powerful, uh, powerful uh uh, impact on people. And you're right; that is a very good picture of you. Your hair was on point.
1: Thank you. I mean, and look at—I am tan. There's no humidity. I was wearing good earrings. I sent Dave a photo. I sent him a picture of my license while we're on the show. This is the expired one, of course. It has my wrong address because I wouldn't want Dave to have my correct address. But um <laughs> and also it says Governor Nathan Deal and I am proud that my my current one does not have his name on it. But um but no, I mean like eyebrows, teeth, hair, everything was just it was just right. The same, not and I kiss, got my not to
0: kiss your own ass here, but yeah, for, it's very
1: for real. I got my weapons carry permit uh, the same day, same picture, same day, because I was like, we're not gonna, we're gonna keep this train going down the tracks, and I got that renewed during COVID too, so it's the same one. Take that. <laughs> so anyway, Jessica, you want
0: to you want to get your closing thought?
1: Sure. So my closing thought is that is kind of in line with the election stuff, but I just think it's hilarious. I mean, truly comical, like laughing my behind off while these people are proclaiming all their nonsense that once again, um, we've been told that early voting records have been shattered. Um, and they're not comparing it to 2020. So don't be like, Oh, the pandemic. Nope. Talking about 2018 last midterm election. Um, early voting records have been absolutely like astronomical through the roof 539,000 people cast ballots as of Tuesday of last week um compared to 182,000 people by this same time um in 2018 and it's just miraculous to me considering the perpetual voter suppression that is supposedly happening around our state and the fact that we overhauled our elections process and they said that it was we were shrinking the number of days which we weren't we still have more voting early voting days than most people When I mean, we had at least two Saturdays of early voting but I mean we've made it so freaking easy to vote um, and I think that shows by the fact that it's two and a half times what it was in 2018 when on the GOP side, we had um, what five or six contenders. On the Democrat side, it was Stacey v. Stacey. Like there was a lot to vote on in the primary um, in 2018, and of course, it will be easy. To, it'll be interesting to see like what turnout is compared to. But more people are registered to vote than ever before. More people have cast early voting ballots than ever before, whether it's by absentee or in person. We're not suppressing people in Georgia, and if you think that you're an idiot. That's it. That's
0: all I've got. And for that, we lost <laughs> the All-Star game.
1: We lost a lot more than that, but yeah.
0: It's amazing to me in favor of a state, Colorado, that has fewer days to uh to vote, uh, to vote early. It's media narratives. It's just like the don't say gay law in in Florida. Not what the law says. Voters are not, are not suppressed here, but it it will be very interesting to me to see. to like, like you said, to see what, what actually comes out. You know what, what the actual, what the final turnout is. And I guess I'll, I guess I'll know when, uh, when, when when we get the final numbers, uh, I don't I don't I think you pretty well covered final thoughts. I I will give my final prediction. I I think that the polls tighten up a little bit for Kemp versus uh, Purdue, but I think he pulls in a solid fifty three to fifty five percent. I mean it's I don't think it's gonna be over at nine o'clock, but I don't think it's gonna go past midnight. But on next show. We'll uh, we'll have a have a chance to to uh, to figure out if our if our um, if our predictions are true. So, for Jessica Salagi, my partner in crime, for Eric Cumby, our awesome editor, I'm Dave Roberts. Have a great week. Oh.
1: All in to me